hype hype me up. So guess what? Uh, what? Sorry, I was trying to hype you up, but I couldn't think of anything <laughs> quickly enough. I'm back on a diet. Oh, uh, yeah. This was revealed last week. Um, yes. But I didn't follow up on that uh, due to time constraints. Right. I am back on the slow-carb diet, which is kind of the only diet that works for me at the time. Mainly because I don't have a lot of time to work out. I think if I was working out, I would probably keep a similar-ish diet, but maybe like reduce intake. Mm, yeah, I see. But Yeah, if only there was like some kind of bus journey workout you could do. Yeah, if there was a bus gym, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god, you just come up with a new idea. That would, that would actually just be, that would be brilliant. Like, I know one location that it would just make a pickup. Yeah. And people would take the bus from there and work out for like a good 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Just while the bus drives around. Just, no, just the bus would be making its course to Port Authority, New York City. And that would, I'm pretty sure that people would pay a premium for that. You may have just come up with a genius new business idea. Because people can actually take the other buses to that bus stop. And that bus stop can simply be a bus gym. So there's, there's, a, there's a Filipino joke. Okay, tell me. So Filipino jokes... I would say the best ones have to do with the Filipino accent. So let me tell you one. Use the word devastation in a sentence. Oh, man. You, uh, jokes make me think. This is not a joke. This is the worst joke ever. I think it's a rhetorical question. But let me tell you. Okay. Okay. Good. Great. <laughs> I'm going to wait for the bus in the bus station. <laughs> so I was thinking... My workout bus could be like... Devastation. <laughs> Devastation. Well, my boyfriend's mom is in town and they're all being suburban in New Jersey and he is feasting on delicious Filipino food, probably oh as we speak. Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, what are you doing recording this stupid uh, show? I know, I was like, am I gonna come? Kare kare and uh, chicken adobo. These are the two things I know are on the menu so far. So Kare kare is probably one of, the, one of those um, savory dishes that uses peanut butter and I love it. You shouldn't be talking about it on your slow carb diet, but... I could probably have that. Oh, you probably could actually because peanut yep. butter is mostly just fat. And deliciousness. And, yep. And I think peanuts are actually... I, I can have it in controlled amounts. Um, I can have like nuts essentially in controlled amounts. That is one of the very few carbs that I can actually have. But isn't bread just so delicious? Bread is delicious. Mm. I mean, come on, it's bread. <laughs> oh, a restaurant could be super shitty, but if it has great bread, it would be considered a great restaurant. It's like me and Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> exactly. This is what I was... This is the exact... Example I was thinking of. Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> Olive Garden. Oh, that brown bread. Oh, my God. Uh, Outback anyway. Steakhouse. Yes. All great due to their bread. <laughs> so tell me more about the slow-carb diet, because it's not no-carb. Right. So I think the slow-carb diet was coined by Tim Ferriss in oh, his friend. book. Yes, the four-hour uh, body. Oh, we have the series of four-hour something or others, right? Yeah, he has the four-hour work week. And then he had the four-hour body, and then I think he had the four-hour chef. As Seth Godin would say, there are plenty of books teaching you how to cook, but none tell you how to be a great chef. Oh, yeah. That's actually a really good quote. That is actually quite a good quote, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Should have put that on our Instagram pic. Oh, mm. damn. With the sunset. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Yes, you <laughs> you were saying. So the slow carb diet is essentially um, kind of putting your body into ketosis, but still giving you enough energy to function. Right. So normally, when you go, when your body goes into ketosis, it's like it converts or like it changes gears and it starts burning fat uh, right. for energy. But that takes uh, a really disciplined amount of control in order to make that happen. So you have to be, you can't have any kind of carbs whatsoever. And it has to be, you essentially have to live off fats and meat, which is kind of gross. And yeah, you think the, the idea of like, wow, great, I can just eat meat and, you know, oh, and fat. You're like, oh, actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just want some broccoli. <laughs> well, you can have broccoli on the slow carb, which is great. Okay. Oh, good. I shall carry on listening. Yeah, so with the slow carb, you uh, one of the things is you can't have any type of processed sugars like um, like rice, jammy dodgers. Yeah, jammy dodgers, bread, jaffa cakes, jaffa cakes in particular. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can't have uh, fruits, anything uh, with like fructose. You can't also have lactose, so like no cheeses, uh, no yogurts, mm, or as you like tough. to say, yogurt. We do, yeah. I don't like to say it. I have to. <laughs> um, but instead, you can have uh, uh, any amount of slow-carb foods, which are like beans, legumes, lentils, which I love. Um, I feel like this is a, a really good diet for me to go on because I do see results pretty quickly. And I feel like generally, I like my body just feels lighter when I'm on it. Which is the whole point. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel less lethargic after meals, which is I can eat like mm. a bunch of, you know, vegetables and meat and um, beans, yeah. like enough to really make me full. And I don't feel lethargic afterwards, which is normally if I have like a sandwich That's good. or something, yeah, like right. the bread sort of makes me sleepy. Mm. What do breakfasts look like? So breakfast is like two scrambled eggs. Okay. Yeah. Or a protein shake. I have like this really cool... Um, not really cool, but like this vegan shake, which has like wheatgrass, spirulina, all types of vegetables, all in this like sort of concentrated powder. And how does it taste? It tastes like shit, but <laughs> it actually doesn't taste that bad considering all the stuff that's in it. Oh, why does the stuff that's so good for you just taste so bad? And why are the stuff so bad for you just taste so good? Someone's having a laugh upstairs. Yeah. Like, let me just flip those around. <laughs> yes. I I think I started on it like maybe two weeks ago. Um, I feel a lot better already. But usually the problem is... Oh, so the other thing is... Um, one of the best parts about this is that it gives you some respite during the week. Uh, you have a cheat day once a week or any time after five days. So on the cheat day, you can essentially go bananas. Is it a whole day or just a meal? It's a whole day. Wow. Yeah, so you can have ice cream, you can have pancakes. So is it almost like a what they might call a refeed day? No, so what happens is that because it's only one day, your body actually... Um, it goes, la la la, doesn't count. La, la, la. Kind of like that, but at the same time, it sort of resets your body and saying like, oh, right, this is the stuff that's kind of bad for you and you don't really need it. And so when you get back on uh, the slow carb, it it prevents you from plateauing essentially for, from the slow carb diet. Um, oh, at I least see. I think that's yeah. what I how I remember it. Yeah. Um, but there are like also some stuff that you have to take into consideration when you do a proper cheat day is like you have to have a full glass of or they recommend a full glass of 
um, grapefruit juice before you start binging <laughs> because it allows you to burn um, the calories a certain way. Anyway, I might I might be getting this all wrong, much no, like okay. my D&D information. That was so long ago, who remembers? That's fine. Right. Yeah, there's something strange about the way your body metabolizes grapefruit juice. Um, there's some, like they say, if you're on a heart medication or anything like that, you're not supposed to have grapefruit juice for this very reason. Oh, oh I did not know that. Yeah, there's some chemical or enzyme in grapefruit juice that uh, that affects your metabolism in a strange way. Trying to think the last time I had grapefruit juice. Mm. Are you on any heart medication? No, so I, I think I guess I'm fine. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Um, what one of the things that sort of inspired me to go back on it was I think I was listening to a Hello Internet. Oh my god, Fitatron five thousand. Yeah, the Fitatron five thousand. I think it was uh, WXY Gray had reached his goal weight. Wow, what a great show. <laughs> So, does that mean we're doing bi-weekly weigh-ins as well? Well, I don't think you really need to lose any weight. I think, I think from what I remember, I think you've actually been bulking, right? Like you've been forming like muscle. That's the theory. Whether that actually <laughs> really has happened in practice remains to be seen. I've seen like, um, I think your arms actually got thicker. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it's been interesting. Like I, when I, so let's see, I kind of hit my goal weight of mm-hmm. 190 pounds like January, about around the turn of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first came to America, I was 142 pounds. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. I, hopefully some of that isn't just fat and hamburgers. But we'll right. see. <laughs> and meatloafs and yes. Cheesecake Factory. And the bread, yeah. <laughs> um, but that said, having, having hit that weight... <clears throat> I think I have put on some more fat than I would care for. So I am actually on a little bit of a diet right now. Do you have any sort of weight thing that allows you to check your body fat? Oh, I do not. I like You can just get those calipers, right? That just do the little... The pinch, you could. But I don't know. There's conflicting evidence or advice yeah. on how accurate they are or not. I do feel like um, it really doesn't work for Asians because Asians tend to have like thicker skin. It's it's mm. odd. Hmm. So I would actually recommend the the We Things, We Things scale. Tell me more. Is that anything to do with the Nintendo? No. Oh. It's really confusing though because it the the We scale was also called like We something like We Fit. Yeah, and but that's with a two thing. eyes. Oh, yeah. Of so I might I might might actually think it's called Why Things. No, I don't know. Mm, I like Wi-Fi. Yeah, W I Things. And they have a really good scale that sort of measures the body fat, your heart rate, all from just standing on it. Oh. And it also tells you the weather in the oh. morning. <laughs> uh, I wonder how it does, not the weather, but the body fat percentage. I think it's fairly accurate. It's like any scale that has that function, which is it sends like an electric pulse through your body. Right. And then and so, somehow figures that out from there. Yeah. Mm. And so... They say just do it at a constant time because the way that your body retains water just has to be constant in order for you to get a better idea. Yeah. So right. if you drink a lot of water, it might like affect it. Okay, let me, I'm looking at we things right now. With things. Why things? <laughs> yes. With things. This is British. Should be withings tea. <laughs> oh. oh my oh. lord. Er, we things. 
<laughs> That'd be great if that was What's, like yeah. the brand, the, the brand bumper. Yeah, when you turn oh, on the scale. <laughs> we things. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, I think I was able to find it cheaper on Amazon. I'm gonna have to check it out. So yeah, I hit one hundred and ninety pounds. I'm now down to one hundred and seventy-eight. Because I did have a uh, stomach flu for like four oh, wow. days last week. That's a huge quite, fluctuation. Which is quite helpful. Well, what is that? That's tw- Yeah, I think the stomach pounds. flu helped. Yeah, I mean, what do they say? Like a pound a week is roughly what you should be aiming for, for like consistent, not too crazy weight loss and hopefully retaining some muscle as well. Right. So I guess it hasn't, eh, has that been 12 weeks? <laughs> Hang on. Has it? Yeah, it was like a quarter of a year, which is okay. three months. Yeah, that's exactly 12 ish. weeks. Yeah. Gotcha. So you've had a stomach flu for 12 weeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was just uh, four days last week. So it fitted quite well in with our schedule because we recorded the show. I was fine. I edited right. the show. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> going I, on. <laughs> and then finished editing the show and then was violently ill for the next 48 hours. Oh, no. so, that's awful. And then, of course, you do the thing where you're like, what was it that made me sick? What did I eat? Right. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't figure it out because it takes, it's anything from like one to three days for the Does symptoms. It? Sometimes when the food is really bad, it's almost like that afternoon. I've had I had an occasion where I was, I want to say I was food poisoned. I'm pretty sure the waitress put eye drops on my drink. What? Which makes you like throw up. Oh, gross. Um, and I don't even remember being that rude to the waitress. <laughs> like. Mm. I'm not a rude person. No, you're a delightful person, as the <laughs> 16 hours of audio before this will attest, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're just having, like, we're catching up with old friends, and so maybe we're allowed, but I wouldn't understand, like, why that would piss her off. Mm. But I'm, I'm almost certain that there was eye drops in my drink, which made me throw up, like, an hour later. Not going back to that bar. Nope. Blackball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been following the lunch Slack channel at all at work? I have, yes. Despite me never getting lunch at work, but yes. Right. So have you been uh, have you been keeping up to date with the uh, soup brackets that been, that's been happening? So as a British person, I don't really understand sports brackets and this whole March Madness thing. I don't know what the hell that is. So right. I ha- don't have a great frame of reference for this thing. But you are aware of tournaments, right? And how tournaments of, happen. Yes, I have some understanding of that. Right. Yes. I think tournaments are actually held differently for like soccer and football. It's like a point system. It's not like a elimination system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With, well, with the soccer, like the World Cup, it's both. Like it starts right, with uh, points and the group round and then you go to the elimination phase. Um, so yeah. we've been having... So we have like catered lunches, obviously. Uh, we're very thankful for it. Uh, and one of the sections of the t- catered lunch uh, offers soup, a variety of soup every day, maybe like three or four different soups, mm-hmm. all varying from like chicken noodle soup to malikatani to jambalaya to um, clam, chowder. clam chowder. And so we've been voting every day on the Slack channel on which soups are the best. And we've been doing like an elimination round. And it turns out that the two finalists are beef barley Mm. which is delicious Mm -hmm. and clam chowder uh this is the new england clam chowder not the manhattan clam chowder Mm, new england is the creamy white variety 
while the <laughs> Manhattan is a tomato-y red variety. Right, right. Um, and I think everyone on the beef barley camp is voting for beef barley because one, it is delicious, and two, less likely to get you ill. You think and that's, that's it? That's just the reason? <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm concerned about. This is why I am probably never going to have New England clam chowder on something that's been simmering for like four hours in the cafeteria. <laughs> right, that's arrived in a bag at some <laughs> <Right>. point the <laughs> previous day. <laughs> so I, I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure New England clam chowder is delicious. I have no doubt. Like New England clam chowder is very delicious if you go get it at a restaurant where they make mm. it fresh. I had some in Boston. It was very good. Right. Yeah. But when it gets delivered in a sack. <laughs> yes. And mm, put a sack of clams. <laughs> Into the hot pot, a simmer, <laughs> and sometimes not even to a boil. Yeah. Um, it's a little concerning. So mm. I personally did not vote for the New England clam chowder. <laughs> if I had it my way, it would be the Malikatani because that soup is delicious. Mm. Yeah. How did that fare in the, uh, in the playoffs? Awful. Oh. Yeah. I don't think shame. it was even in, uh, in consideration. Wow. That's a shame. Yeah. But regardless, it is all soup is ridiculously popular and is completely gone by about 11:30 a.m., which like, is ridiculous cuz people have it for breakfast. They the breakfast it. soup. I the never knew it was such a thing. Yeah, that's going to be after we after we open the the bus gym, I'm going to open the breakfast soup truck where which you can actually, only get soup up to 11:59 and then after that no soup for you. Right. I can actually see this being something that's really good. Like, think about um, not savory soups, right? Like sweet breakfast soups that are hot and delicious. <laughs> Perhaps made with milk and oatmeal. Exactly. Right? <laughs> In a drinkable format. Yeah. I think we may have just reinvented oatmeal, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like um, Chinese and Taiwanese call- like restaurants have... Um, bre- like uh, sweet desserts, sweet hot desserts. Wait, hold on. Sweet soups. That's what I'm saying. Sweet hot soups. Okay. Uh, I did not know that. Like, um, there's I don't like know how I'd feel about that. That seems there's like chunks of rice cake and sometimes fruit in it. Wow. Okay. It's actually very comforting. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes it's made with like rice pudding. Oh uh, yeah, I do like some rice pudding. I must admit see. that I could get on board with. Yeah. No, until I started working at Spotify, I had no idea there was such demand for breakfast soup. I didn't either. I think it's like a, a Spotify thing. Because <laughs> I was not aware of breakfast soup. <laughs> right. Savory dinner time breakfast soup. Right. I do like savory breakfast, though. But Maybe people just hoard it and then reheat it at like 3 p.m. or something. That's kind of gross. Especially with <laughs> clams. No, I don't see that happening. Like, I don't think... I think once you have that soup on your table and it's not eaten, I think it gets thrown out. Mm. Or you just eat it. You're like, I, I can't wait. Ooh. Yeah. Delicious clams. <laughs> okay, shall we talk about some popular culture? Yes, let's More do that. More popular than breakfast soup. That is going to be a new thing. Just mark our words. Next yes. year, breakfast soups. Yeah. Totally in. And come to my breakfast food truck when I my breakfast <laughs> after, soup truck. Yeah. After you've right. done your thirty minute cardio at <laughs> Devastation. It's gonna be one bus to another. Yep. Star Wars, 
has come out now on the digital download platforms of your choice? Yes, actually not of your choice. It oh. came out earlier on Amazon when you pre-ordered it, uh-huh. which I think was very smart of them. Oh, they just paid a shit ton of money for it. Yeah. No. Uh, that's exciting. Have you downloaded it, bought it? I have. I pre-ordered it, actually. Oh, um, and so come April 1st, it was available. And I was like, oh, that's very nice. And how many times have you watched it? I have watched it one time. Oh, I'm impressed since you managed to do nothing else. Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> because yeah. you can't talk about Daredevil. So nope. you, could have, you could have finished Daredevil in the time. You well, have, or you could have perhaps watched one and a half episodes. <laughs> well, the thing is, I can't watch Daredevil in front of my kids. Yeah. But I was actually right. able to that watch... That is not child-friendly at all. Yeah. I was actually able to watch Star Wars uh, in front of the kids. And there are some bloody mm. scenes, but actually pretty yeah. kid-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Does it live up to your memories? It does, actually. Um, there are some things which are kind of strange, but you tend to look over them because like, the bigger picture is really entertaining to watch. Mm. And it's definitely one of those movies that you know is really well made when you catch like two minutes of it and it sort of just sucks you in. Like, you know, one thing sort of unfolds onto the other. The, you know, one thing goes to the next and then like it just goes and continues in like this really nice progressive way. Right. Um, another example of a movie like that is Forrest Gump. It's like, you just watch one section and then as you watch it, you're like, oh, wow, okay, that just goes to this. And then it just continues and you've watched the whole movie. Mm, I don't think I have that problem, but yes, I understand. <laughs> Perhaps wouldn't agree with that example, but I understand your point. Yes. <laughs> I see. Well, let me put it this way. It's like Love uh, Actually. Love actually. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I should, I should buy it. Yeah, I kept, I kept thinking about how you made fun of, we are all the children of Star Wars. <laughs> And I was like, we are all actually the children of Star Wars. And I'm actually watching this with my child. And he's now a child of Star Wars. Yeah. Thanks, George Lucas. So uh, what did you... Oh, you bought it. So you bought it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so it does have the deleted scenes afterwards, which I haven't gotten to yet. Mm, But that kind of stuff is also interesting when it's well put together. I did tell you about my fascination with the Lord of the Rings series and how well documented it was in terms of the behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Mm, yes, you did. Hopefully, it'll have that type of production. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to buy it on iTunes or Amazon. Because mm. I've kind of switched over to using the Fire Stick TV, yep. which I think is acceptable. It's pretty my, great. My old Apple TV was awful. Yeah, but now I've also... But now they have the oh, new sorry. Apple TV, so maybe I'm going to switch to that. Mm. But then, of course, Amazon isn't on the new Apple TV. Uh, it's just it's ridiculous. not huh i mm, don't quote me on that but i'm fairly sure it's not i don't know i think it comes down to the fact do i want to give my money to apple or amazon right and i don't know the answer to that question <laughs> i think i'm pretty happy with the way the amazon products have been doing for me so far yeah there's a lot of stuff that they get right um even though like the interface is a little clunkier I think the ability for me to offload and download it to my phone is huge. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah. With any of the stuff that's available on Prime, and I do have a Prime membership, I can just offload it to my phone or offline it to my phone. Yeah, that's super convenient. Even without me purchasing it. Wait, what? So even if it's in just the catalog of Prime, Mm -hmm. I can still download it. Oh, because you get it for free? 
right as part of amazon prime ah, i see yeah yep. well have you been well speaking of amazon prime then i think we can do a seamless segue into a show i've been enjoying have you been watching and i know you haven't but have you been watching bosch season two no but that's one of the things that comes up like it does seem like they have a good suite of amazon original stuff yeah, so I watched season, they had season one last year. Mm-hmm. I actually read, it's based on a book by Michael, well, a whole, season, uh, a whole series of books by Michael Connolly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he kind of started writing them in the 90s, and there's just a whole bunch of them. I think I came across them, they were in some list of, like, best books that capture Los Angeles. And so I was like, oh yeah, my God, okay. It's like a police procedural, really, I mean, there's nothing amazing about it is just really it's just like a well-made police procedural gotcha is it sort of like law and order does it have that vibe yeah a little bit um just and it's i mean but the photography is beautiful Mm -hmm. like la just looks gorgeous the opening sequence is really nice (laughs) you would quite appreciate the opening sequence as a designer like they just did this really interesting thing of uh doing like a mirror image halfway across the screen like i think the final image is like the skyscrapers but you don't see the ground so it's like they're just floating in midair i don't know it just Mm. uh yeah there's some super nice touches soundtrack is uh, it's almost good (laughs) in the books uh they make a big thing about how uh so harry bosch is the name of the detective who's like world weary smart detective guy uh who is the star of the whole thing he loves jazz so there's a lot of like jazz references and him listening to jazz and stuff like that and they kind of and they try and weave kind of jazzy elements into the soundtrack so there's kind of like saxophones and some pianos and stuff and yeah yeah it's just it's just a well-made nice looking solid show gotcha that Hmm. i think you would enjoy i mean i have no basis for I don't know. I have no previous knowledge of your love or not of police dramas, but I will watch one episode because good. it is available to me. <laughs> yes, good. And then I will you report should. back. Okay. I'm not promising anything no, anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what is the new season of The Outs? So The Outs is a web series that I came across. Um, oh gosh, probably when I probably in the first year of moving here, so 2012, 2013. Hmm. Uh, and it was the first like web series that just completely blew me away with just the skill and just like raised the whole bar of like what an amateur TV show could be. The soundtrack was great. It was shot like in the neighborhood I was living in hmm. at the time, as like around Crown Heights and Prospect Heights. Um, it kind of depicted gay characters in semi-realistic situations and like mm-hmm. not stereotyped as much as you would typically see on uh on mainstream media dealt with friendship and uh, i don't know it was just it was just a great show and you're like holy shit you know, it had it had something that i can only describe as heart mm. you know you're just watching you go holy shit that's just made with care and love and you kind of felt it and that was well three years ago and i'd promptly kind of forgotten about it until a couple of weeks ago it turns out Vimeo are now working with them and you and they have funded a second season. Oh wow, that's so amazing. Now for 14, 14 bucks you can get well they've only released one episode so far. Um but yeah, there's another another four or five or perhaps six episodes coming. Um which is super interesting. 
uh, I think also from a content point of view, like it seems because mm-hmm. Vimeo did the same thing with high maintenance. Did you watch right. that show? Again, like a kind of pretty low budget New York set uh, web series, which then Vimeo bought the rights to or did a deal with to make a new exclusive season. They also did the same thing for for the outs. So yeah, that was that kind of made my weekend when I found out, oh my God, they're back. And I yeah, watched the first episode. Still, there are still problems with it. Like it is massively, massively white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so many white people in it. It's a little, little uncomfortable once you notice that. Some, the, some of the characters' dialogue with each other is a little, mm-hmm. I don't know, a little jarring. Um, but yes, it's back. And um, probably worth checking out the, yeah, the first season is still free. So gotcha. uh, I think from like the outs.com. Um, Would you say it is like a drama with a touch of comedy or like a comedy with a touch of drama? You know, it's probably equal parts, mm. you know, like it's been compared a lot to kind of girls, mm-hmm. the early season of girls. I think just because, oh, it's a close knit group of friends set in right. Brooklyn, kind of a little bit kooky. All um, white people. All white people. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it kind of deals with what happens between two people who've been in a long-term relationship and then they break up and mm. they are on the outs, which is a phrase uh. I is a phrase that is, does mean that, but yeah, I didn't immediately pick up the meaning. So they're on the outs um, and kind of like how their lives and friendship sort of redevelops after this sort of climactic event of them that mm. uh, drove them to break up. Um, uh, yeah definitely worth checking out like the soundtrack is great as well um, and the first season is available for free and the first season is available for free yes gotcha but otherwise give them 14 bucks because I think they deserve it cool <laughs> yeah maybe I will check this out I should definitely check out the first episode <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then determine if it's worth my time or not yeah yeah, I'd be really interested to see what a straight person thinks of it. Like, I'm wondering if just like, oh my God, it's gay and it's not awful is affecting my <laughs> judgment of it, you know? Because I'm like, oh my right. God, finally something about gay people that's not awful to watch. But haven't there been like a lot of um, a lot of popular shows that revolve around the subject? Mm, None that you're really happy with? Not that I care for. Like, wasn't Queer as Folk like a really popular one? Well, I never saw the the American version, uh, I but see. the UK version was very much like hedonism, partying, mm. um, sleeping around, drugs. You know, like this this the gay stereotypes. We were like, ugh, really? Right, okay. I see. People are defined by their sexuality. Yep. You know, and it's like, well, okay, not super interesting. Mm. Whereas here, well, I don't know. I think they do a slightly better job of that. So, gotcha. yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you think. I will check it out. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Also, speaking of male friendship, I got sucked into fucking BuzzFeed content again after watching yeah. the... Uh, what was the last thing I watched? It was on BuzzFeed Violet. It was... Um, uh, you Do You. Yeah. Did you ever watch any of that? <laughs> nope. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I think this is when I was sick and I like, didn't want mm-hmm. anything. This was just like the perfect light-hearted yep. snackable content <laughs> i hate that word snackable but i'm saying <laughs> it snackable content and it's called they made a series called the try guys where four guys just do stuff and mm-hmm. then they may then they talk about it good news 
Good news. This is a show that I've been watching as well. Ah, excellent. I mean, it's amazing. It's just really entertaining. And it's also terrifying because you realize the power of BuzzFeed. Yeah. And it's like what they can do editorially. Just how you, you, I can kind of totally see how they've got this crazy following of Mm -hmm. people that will just consume their videos. And they are just well made and just so. Oh god, I can't describe it, but the you're just like, wow, BuzzFeed has got their shit together. Right. And they make really compelling videos. It's amazing how well it's put together because it's really difficult to make it like uh the semi semi-informative like the way that they do, but at the same time splice it in with one-on-one sort of um like in-camera voiceovers which they do really effectively. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, I think there's a lot more money and production thrown at it than right. it kind of makes it look like. Totally. And you, you almost wonder, like, are these just actors? Right. And But they, you but you don't feel like they're actors. I mean, I only think they're actors just because I'm like, it's got BuzzFeed on the in the title and yeah. it's really quite well made. Because you know? think about oh, it, right? Yeah. Like, they go do the thing and then there's another shot of them in the studio talking about the things that they did. Yeah. Which is all very seamlessly put together. That is already like two locations that they need to consider in two different times. But then at the same time, like the person who's interviewing them needs to think about the content that they shot and then interview them effectively so that they can talk about certain moments so that they can splice it into the production. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, but I just love that this is a depiction of male friendship that you really don't see very often. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, despite me possibly thinking they're acting, there does seem like genuine friendship between men. Right. And there's not, you just don't really see depicted in mainstream media. And they do things and talk about things that is really eye-opening. Like they go and try and be mothers. They had a whole series Mm. about motherhood where they started off like wearing the pregnancy bellies and just got used to wearing like this fucking 35 pound like appendage on their stomachs and that whole thing. And then they go and try and do like labor pain simulation. Yeah, that was amazing. They look after robot babies. And they're just very eloquent about speaking yeah about feelings in a way men don't normally or you don't typically see men do you you bring up a really good point in terms of like um whether they're friends whether whether they're actually friends or not if anything Mm -hmm. like you know that they're very familiar with each other but i don't know if they were necessarily friends before they started filming together yeah you know what i mean like i think the the friendship and the bond actually might have formed while they were producing the content together right Right, but, and you're like, well, this is BuzzFeed, so they yeah. just have money. So they're just paying these guys to be actors, essentially, well, on a camera. And I there's do. probably people, there's directors and writers and producers all behind the scenes making this, even though so, it seems like these actors want to make the content for you. Oh, I don't so know, I just do messing my head a little bit. Yeah. these guys are not actors, but more like um, producers? Like That is the, Im- the impression they give, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I do think that they are, if they're not in front of the camera doing the Try Guys, they're actually producing content for BuzzFeed. Right. Um, I do feel like that is what they do. I know for a fact, like that Korean guy, Eugene. Mm. Right. That his job is actually a producer. It's not really an actor. Yeah. But they just do some awesome stuff. <laughs> right. They go, they do, they become drag queens. They go, <laughs> the whole uh, ep- like series episodes on K-pop was like, 
totally amazing. That was a great episode. I also yeah. really liked the prostate exam one, which I thought right. was hilarious. Yes. Yeah, like that's incredible. And they get yeah. like they get sperm counted and then yeah. or they get their sperm counted and there's yeah, just stuff you don't talk about on yeah. mainstream TV at all. Um, and I do think that their their angle on trying to keep it informative as well is really refreshing. Like the K-pop one actually explains about the the Korean wave, which is like an effort that was made by Korea to really broadcast like the Korean culture outwardly in an open mm. way. And yeah. Eugene sort of like touches on that a little bit. And he explains K-pop in a very um, well knowledgeable, like a very mm. knowledgeable way. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the stuff about the prostate exam. And I think they did this in November or like November. Right. Time yeah. When yeah. it's, you know, prostate awareness month. Um, and they also kept it informative, which I thought was really interesting. I would say worth checking it out. Definitely, yeah. And if you're sick, it's kind of like the perfect thing because it's just like <laughs> not too intense. It's kind of enjoyable and you can just kind of, ah, oh, okay, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> it's snackable content. It is, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I've got some friends rather than just huddling alone in bed puking every <laughs> right? four hours. No. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> no, it's my own fault. I'm like horrible at being ill. Like I banished mm. Like my boyfriend from the apartment, I was like, nope, get out. I don't want anyone to look after me. I just want to crawl away and die. <laughs> and I shall emerge healed. A beautiful butterfly. But you cannot see me in the meantime. You know? Do you want to talk about Broad City? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I was just really fascinated because we were chatting about Broad City before. Yeah. And Sam says it is incredibly funny, but he also has no appeal to him. And yeah. I just seem those two things are seemingly in conflict with each other. So, so I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like a kiwi slash pineapple. Okay. <laughs> like if I start eating it, I know I'll enjoy it and it's funny, but mm. it's exhausting for some reason to watch these two. <laughs> you know? I do know what you mean. Like, you know. I think I get genuinely concerned for them when I watch it for some reason. Because they're such fuck-ups. <laughs> and I get concerned of, like, a lot of things. Like, I get concerned, like, are they like this in real life? Like, no, they can't be. Because they're obviously yeah. writing it. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, like, they pull it off so well. that, it, And then I, I wonder, like, man, are there people like this in real life? Like, That would be terrifying. Well, yeah. Are there people that I work with that <laughs> could possibly live this lifestyle where they're just absolutely horrible people? <laughs> um, and I don't know, like... It just gives you anxiety, okay. Yeah, it gives me anxiety. And I think, like, they're very, very funny. There's a side of me where I kind of don't want to promote that behavior. Even in fictitious form. Yeah. But I think the way that they have, like, a disregard for just, like, everyone else. <laughs> right. That is, is a little upsetting. I mean, it I is, kind of, yeah. But you're right. I, I think maybe you suffer from a similar thing. Like, I can't watch, like, prank shows because <laughs> I feel too sorry for, the, like, the victim. Right, yeah. Prank shows are complete, like, pineapples for me. Well, there's members of the public being pranked or whatever. Yeah, I just, I can't watch that. <laughs> right. So, maybe maybe that's a similar thing. When I think the edginess of it to me, like, tapers down a bit. <laughs> right. I might revisit, but, and I do think it's funny, like, um, I do like Hannibal Buress a lot. Yes. Yeah, he's good. Uh, it's very patchy, though. Like, the episodes of, they seem to be almost on, like, on a TikTok cycle yep. in season three at least you get like a good episode and then you just get a bad episode mm. and then that seems to be the cycle like there right. really are some ones that are just like mm. 
just not that funny or just the whole conceit the whole conceit is strange yeah yeah i need to be very selective of my shows these days well clearly <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of which like speaking of being selective yeah yeah i think i've decided to just drop uh the walking dead after the season finale last night apparently yeah where are you, where are you up to so i'm actually not up to there i've just tapered off because like I don't know, like, I think we've talked about this previously, but there's no... It's all middle, no end. Yeah, and there's no respite, right? Yeah. Like, there's no moment for them to feel good about, like, what they've done so far, which is hell of a lot, right? So you are, you're, you are up to season five? You're somewhere I, in season five? I think I am somewhere in season five, yeah. Have you got to the spoiler that we talked about that's that Jason Alexander gave away? <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I haven't got to that part, but I think I'm... Oh, so you were, you were spoiled as well then. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I sort of expected it, right? Yeah, as you say, you, you kind of expect them all to die. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. I will admit my... I've sort of tapered off recently as well. Um, I'm on season three, kind of early, early season three. They are still at the prison. Yeah, I just got wrapped up watching the first season of Better Call Saul. Which mm. is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, makes me remember how great Breaking Bad was. Breaking Bad was so amazing. Set aside the story, just the mm-hmm. way the show is made and just yep. the way it's... Oh, it's just amazing. It kind of makes some of the Netflix stuff just not very good in comparison. Right. Perhaps we can talk about that more next next week. Yep. Or, well, actually, next week's book club. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll put a link in the show notes where they just do, mm-hmm. like, a quick breakdown of a of a single shot in uh, in Breaking Bad, and you're like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Right. Yeah, there's so much work that goes into it, um, especially when you look at, like, all the production stuff. Like, I this is why I really like watching the behind-the-scenes stuff and really well-documented production stuff, because... More so than the thing itself. Exactly. Because, like... <laughs> It turned, I mean, you get a sense that the actors are really doing almost the least amount of work. They're just showing up with their pretty faces and saying lines that everyone else has written for them. I'm calling it quits, much like what Seth Godin has preached about in The Dip. It's also about knowing when to quit so you can cut your losses and work on other more fruitful things. Uh, any ideas what you're going to replace it with or just uh, more Sam time? I think I'm, well, I, I'm pretty busy with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have um, Daredevil, which I need to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And I think there's another one starting up soon, which is... Um, the Mindy Project is coming back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been meaning to watch The Wire. Yeah, don't watch Bosch, watch The Wire instead. Right, and April is Game of Thrones time, so I need to prepare for that as well. Oh, uh, yes. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Stupid people with British accents. With their dragons. If I wanted to hear a bunch of people talking British, I would just go to Williamsburg. <laughs> well, now I'm just watching Daredevil. Okay, I should stop watching this. <laughs>